0: Lunchtime replay from MoneyFM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on MoneyFM 89.3. Do you know that what you do on the plane says a lot about you? All right, I'm just making that up. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust now on MoneyFM 89.3's Lunch Hour. I'm Timothy Goh, and as usual, every Wednesday we talk about travel and what we do when we're traveling, and... Today, we're going to discuss flight etiquette, what you do on the plane, how you behave on the plane when you're faced with certain circumstances and how you deal with it. I think, I do really think how you handle things. On a plane in that kind of environment says a lot about you. Joining me to talk about uh, some new survey findings about Singaporean behaviors in flight is Lavinia Rajaram, head of regional communications for Brand Expedia in the Asia-Pacific region. Welcome uh, to Hashtag Wanderlust, Lavinia. Let's talk about uh, Singaporean travelers. What are some of the peculiarities you found uh, in terms of how they behave in flight?
1: So the global brand Expedia flight and hotel etiquette study revealed a couple of things. Firstly, two in five Singaporeans um, have helped a fellow passenger. Helped uh, helped a, oh, a fellow passenger okay. with their luggage. Uh, we also know that three in ten um, have offered to switch seats with a fellow passenger. That mm-hmm. is, if you want to sit with a... If you're not paired up to sit with your loved one, and sometimes seats get separated. Hmm. Um, so that would be 3 in 10. That's 32% of the respondents well, it, it, from the study. From,
0: from these two things that you've mentioned so far, okay, let me, it, it, it seems like Singaporeans are quite uh, uh, caring in, in that sense, two in five would help with a uh, luggage? That would
1: be two in five would help with a luggage it, in your overhead compartment. Okay. I mean, um, I think that's I, a general assumption that sometimes we make when we bought the flights. We assume that flight attendants would help us which, with that. Okay,
0: they are, just for the record, I think for a lot of airline companies, flight attendants are no longer allowed to help you lift your suitcase. That is suitcase. right. And
1: that is for safety standards. For
0: safety standards, yes. yes. Although I, I do think Singapore Airlines will still do that uh, for some reason, I don't know why they still do. And that's probably why Singaporeans think that uh, it is part of their job, the flight attendant. You're
1: absolutely right to think that. And I think more and more as we as we uncover, you know, some of the findings that we saw in this study, it was really quite heartwarming to, to see that, you know, just travelers across the Asia-Pacific region, the one thing that really came out of the study was kindness, just the act of kindness when you hmm. travel.
0: I was traveling with someone just a couple of weeks ago and... Uh, He actually helped two ladies, not old ladies, but they were young ladies, carry their suitcase onto the check-in counter.
1: And that's really nice.
0: And it's really nice. But I told my friend, like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Because, you know, airport security in Europe, you never know. They can... You know, check your hands for <laughs> explosives residue, and you never know who had that luggage before.
1: That is true. That is absolutely uh, true. But then, you know, as humans, sometimes, you know, we, we do things out, of, um, you out know, of kindness. Out of kindness. It's natural. And it's natural for, for us to world. do that, and natural for us to do that. But there's also the reverse side of traveling, and you've had a long journey. Sometimes it brings out the, the worst in people <laughs> when you travel. Um, you know you've you've got yourself comfortable in your seat and then you've got yourself a rear seat kicker that's sitting behind you or someone oh. that's sitting next to you that won't stop yapping. Um, and so you know, traveling can really bring out the best and worst in people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was really nice about this study this year was that we saw more kindness than we saw uh, the negative aspects of traveling. Uh,
0: that that is a good thing to to think about because okay, a s- seat kicker, for one thing, I would just look at that person. Yeah, and just look. <laughs> and yeah, the, I mean, at that the,
1: the, the various ways of addressing it. Some of them will just you turn around and stare. I think in in in, um, in a normal reaction, that's mm-hmm. what you do. Some people af- are afraid of confrontation, so they would just uh, you know inform the flight attendants mm-hmm. to to let the passenger know. Uh, but I think uh, with uh, with Singaporeans, what would they would do is they would observe and maybe inform the flight attendant. So they they would prefer avoiding confrontation. Singaporeans as are
0: c- mostly non-confrontational when it comes to things like this, right?
1: And I think that's good. That's good in general. Um, you know, I I personally wouldn't mind, you know, having a, a polite conversation as your your first round of uh, just notification to to the traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if, if obviously if that message doesn't get true, then I would raise it to the flight attendant.
0: Okay. Uh, how do Singaporeans behave when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> A smelly passenger sitting right beside you, for example.
1: Now, that can be quite unpleasant, of course. Uh, When encountering a seatmate that smells extremely bad, Singaporeans generally have a low tolerance... To that, uh, what what came out of the study was close to six in ten would politely request to to change seats if possible, mm-hmm. um, or to inform the flight attendant. I wonder of what the they passenger. would tell the flight attendants. It's a difficult place to be <laughs> yeah, in because some, you know um, something to to that extreme is you know it's quite personal mm-hmm. um, and can come across as uh, offensive as well. So how do you how do you raise an issue? Uh, but I think it's really down to tolerance. Uh, but six and ten is a, is a high ratio. Yeah, yeah, because
0: well, you know, when you're flying for a few hours, even for a short, a short while, having somebody who smells, uh, who doesn't smell very pleasant, sitting right beside you, could be painful.
1: It it could be, and, and I think um, you know, speaking to to fellow Singaporeans in general, um, with regards to some of the stats that came out of the study, um, and and you know, as as Asians, we always carry some sort of um you know oil with us or or uh, <laughs> or a perfume that would bring out um, and, and so, you know that that is our our um, our level of tolerance, of which we would bring out something to sort of just clear the air a little bit, and maybe also send a polite message to them. Uh, that's to what I do. Even yeah. in public
0: transport, I would just spray myself with my own. Uh, yeah. Perfume. Hopefully, it neutralizes the smell. <laughs> it's
1: the same as if you get into a cab or if you if you get into a local transportation yep. and if it smells bad, oftentimes we we would wind down the window. Uh, but when you're in a flight, you're stuck, and depending stuck, on yeah. the the hours of journey and what if it's a full flight and there Mm -hmm. are no other seats for you to move to.
0: We've been talking about airline, airplane flight etiquette with Lavina Rajaram from Expedia right here on Hashtag Wanderlust. Here's one thing, guys. If you're flying, especially if you're on one of those late night flights or a red-eye flight and you've been out all day, go take a shower before you board. Most of the airports will have shower facilities. You have to pay a small fee to use.
1: That's right. Or they offer children in the... uh, Um, in the washroom so you feel free to to use that
0: or even you know this is what I do in in a hotel if I know I have a late flight and I have to check out at 12 I will ask the hotel if I can use their uh, shower their gym facilities uh, just to shower up and freshen up before my flight just as a courtesy to the passenger who might be sitting beside me and because you want to be fresh
1: yeah Totally. And that's a great tip to have.
0: There you go. Okay, we've got, we've seen this, uh, especially right after, um, I think was the SARS period uh, in 2003, 2004, when people became more aware of wearing face masks when they're not feeling well uh, in flight. Is this still a case with uh, people, you know, when there are people who are sneezing and coughing? uh, What are the sort of things that Singaporeans do when they're not feeling well and they have to take a flight?
1: Um, I I think... Uh, you know, precautionary measures are, are really good to, to observe. Uh, what we've seen to uh, the study is that uh, close to half, which is forty nine percent, again, if you're seated next to someone that's not feeling well or are showing signs of illness, um, have requested to actually move uh, move their seat. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not feeling well, obviously that's a responsibility you have to make on your own, um, and and wear uh, wear a face mask, and that would really help uh, with the other passengers on board or inform the flight attendant. So at least they could attend to you. Um, and if there's an option for them to put you in a seat, uh, you know, which is a little bit further away from other passengers, they would probably, you know, be open to that if there are seats available.
0: All right. Um, and, and, and for Singaporeans, though, do they personally, I don't know if this is part of your study, but do they personally take these steps on, on their own if they're not feeling well, that they would put on a face mask?
1: I I know the I've Japanese say,
0: do this all the time. That is quite I see common among the, the
1: Northeast them. Asians yes. and they they always carrying it in their bags. Again, if you're not feeling well, um, inform the flight attendants because, number one, they may have this on board and they could also, you know, help look out for you and take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're having, you know, if you're coughing or sneezing and you're carrying a flu with you, that could be um, quite disturbing to the other passengers around you. So you want to ensure that, you know, you, you you travel pleasantly with everyone around you.
0: Okay. The other thing, this is one of the biggest issues, I think, <laughs> for a lot of people, and it happens all the time, crying babies uh, oh, dear. on the plane. <laughs> uh, I, if I'm on economy class, I would often be offered the front row by the check-in clerks, and I'm hesitant because that's where the babies usually are.
1: That's right. Um, you know, I think uh, if you're a frequent uh, flyer, a lot of passengers would all will always check in at the um, at the check-in counter just to see how many babies are on board oh,
0: I've never done that before
1: <laughs> um, I usually would do if I'm doing a long-haul flight mm. um, I would check if there are babies on board and if they're um, and obviously they would take up the bassinet seat so you want to sit somewhere in the midsection of, right. of the flight and you want to avoid the bassinet seats uh, but what was fantastic about you know some of the findings that we saw out of the study to the question on how how would Singaporeans react to um, a crying baby? More than fifty percent have actually said they would try to entertain that baby, and that's I do really that kind too. and that's really nice. <laughs> mm. I, I think as humans, we would do that. Um, if you're really tired, you've had a you've had a really rough day. You may react differently, but I think, you know, in general, you know, everyone loves babies and sometimes you don't know what the parents are going through. So you would offer, your first instinct is to offer help where possible. I think the first Um, instinct
0: is to roll your eyes and then just (laughs) do whatever you can in that situation. Well, yes, either
1: or, uh, but it was really nice to see that at least half of the Singaporean travelers um, who encounter crying baby. Um, have offered to, to entertain the baby and have offered help. And that's really that nice. That is nice. On a recent yeah.
0: flight, uh, there were parents on board with two babies, and they were so not tired and knocked out. And their yeah. babies were crying, and they had no clue. Oh, dear. So, And it was a red-eye flight. And the flight attendants were nice enough to come up and take care of the babies because the parents were just so tired and knocked out.
1: And that's a, and that's a really nice thing to do. And because I was again, on the
0: front row seat. Without, <laughs> now, now I know. Thanks to you, I'm going to ask if there are babies before I, I accept It's those. always
1: good. Even if it's a short flight, um, you know, that's a common question that you would ask if you want to avoid certain um, seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good to ask, you know, if there are babies on board for that segment of the flight um, and then the best seats to, to then, um, you know, select are the midsection rows. Just the worst that the can happen,
0: I think, is when you're on a business class flight and you're on the last row of business class before economy <laughs> class and you have the galley and the crying that's baby. That's right.
1: But there are Families today that that also uh, travel with their children on business class, so you need to be open to that. You know, business class is not exclusive mm. to to non children. Uh, so I think um, the the best thing that anyone can do is never assume. You know, you know what what may, what the situation could be. Um, you know, try to offer help if can. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, um, you know, assess the situation before reacting. And
0: don't forget, you can always ask for earbuds in flight.
1: Oh, totally. Yes, yeah
0: and uh, there were suggestions now that we're on this topic uh, maybe we could talk about this. Uh, a couple of years ago there were suggestions to have family zones yeah. in airplanes.
1: That's right. I don't know how I don't know how that would would take up. I think in a world where we're very open to diversity and inclusiveness, it's so hard to segregate uh, passengers and travelers according to you know a demographic. Come to
0: think of it, it was supposed to be a no baby zone. Right. Which I think I brought up, like, why don't you just call it a family zone?
1: Family zone, yes. And I think that that would be really, it'll be interesting to implement. A lot of hotels have that. Mm -hmm. Hotels have, you know, know, no baby zone floors, I think adult-only floors. Um, a little bit more trickier for for airline partners, but I think um, it's worth exploring. But I think in a world where we really respect diversity and inclusiveness, I think um, you know as humans we really need to be open to all sorts of travelers mm. and expect anything and anything that could happen.
0: Very interesting. Okay, thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: I've been talking to Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia there about their latest findings, latest survey findings on flight etiquette and the characteristics of a typical Singaporean traveler. And I stand by what I said at the opening of this episode of Hashtag Wanderlust. How you behave on the plane says a lot about you. I've seen this happen so many times in so many different classes, first class, business class, economy class, even on budget airlines or full-service airlines. There are just some passengers out there who treat flight attendants as if they're servants, and they're not. They're there, well to watch over your safety and to ensure a smooth flight, but they're not your servants. So when you're gonna ask for coffee or water, do it politely. Uh, I've seen passengers would just, you know, ring the bell and water. I want coffee. It's such a turn off. I mean, Here's what I do, okay? Wh- whenever I need something from the flight attendant, I would stand up. I prefer the aisle seat anyway. I would stand up and go to the galley and ask for a glass of water. If it so happens I'm on the window, I can't get up or whatever. If I call them, and I usually don't use the bell to call them. I'll just wait until one uh, flight attendant walks through and just, you know, say, excuse me, when you have time, can I get a glass of water? Just be nice because these people are working and, you know, you just have to show them some respect for the hard work that they do. And we don't know how hard their job is. I'm sure it is. It's not that glamorous. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust here on MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.